Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. She came carrying a bucket. She came in the middle of the day because she knew that her community, when they needed water, they would go in the morning or in the night. So to avoid them and to avoid being seen, she came in the middle of the day. As this woman got to the well, she was expecting to be alone so that no one could be there, so she would not be reminded of her shame. There was a man there, a Jewish man named Jesus. He begins to talk to the woman, and the woman, reminded of who she is, says to him, Who are you to talk to me? You are a man. I am a woman. You are a Jew. I am a Samaritan. Jewish people and Samaritan people, we don't mix. We should not even talk. Why are you talking to me? Why are you even here? I'm here so nobody would see me, but now I'm encountering this Jewish man. And Jesus asks of her, will you use your bucket? To get me some water. She looks at him and says, you don't even have a bucket yourself. And Jesus says to her, if you knew who you were speaking to, you would ask me for water, and I would give you water that you would never thirst again, and rivers of living water would flow out of your life. And she reminds herself that this is amazing that he's saying, so he's not just a Jewish man. He he, he must be something more. So she says, you don't even have a bucket. And Jesus says to her, hey, why don't you go and call your husband and then come back to me? She says, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, you are right. You have had five. And the man you are with now is not your husband. When we hear her story, we can automatically think that she is promiscuous. But it it is highly likely that in that time, in order for there to be a divorce, the wife could not order a divorce. It had to be the husband who would do it. So it's possible, likely, that five times she was told that she wasn't worthy enough. Five times a man filed for divorce and said, you're not valuable enough. It was possible that this young woman at this moment in the well, who had all of this shame, had five times been told that she was not enough. Jesus, knowing this, asks her this question. And in her mind, hearing that he knows the depths of her heart, realizes that he's not just a Jewish man, that he must be a prophet if he knows my life. And she says, surely you are a prophet. And she begins to ask what it means to worship God. And God, Jesus says that we will worship God in spirit and in truth. And this woman is amazing. She realizes this man who she thought was just Jewish is not just a Jew. He's not just a prophet. She realizes that he is the Messiah, the one who has come to save us. She flees from the well, and and she runs back to town, and she leaves the bucket that she came for water. She leaves the bucket there and goes back to town. The very people she was once avoiding because of her shame, she goes back to those very people that she was ashamed of and goes back, and those rivers of living water begin to pour out of her as she declares to the community, come and hear from a man who told me everything about myself. No more shame. No more guilt but boldness as those rivers of living water spew out of her and her entire town begin to go to hear and meet this man named Jesus. Because of her encounter with Jesus, the people from her town came and heard from him. And in John chapter 4, verse 42, 
This is what the people of our town said. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. I had a good friend who many people would say in this world that is divided along so many different lines that we probably shouldn't be good friends. He's in his 60s and I'm in my 30s. He was a doctor in the military for 30 years. He was very financially successful. I grew up in a lot of poverty. His skin is black. My skin is black. His skin is white. But we share our lives together at our church in Baltimore City. And he preached this sermon as we were going through the Good Samaritan, the Woman at the Well sermon through a series. And we would preach a verse each week. And as he got to this verse, he taught me something that I had never heard before. And I'm a better man because I share my life with people who are different than me and his family of Christ. And I'm going to share with you what he shared with me. He told me, he said, George, you know this response from the people in that town that this is the savior of the entire world. Do you know that this is the only moment in scripture where people say that Jesus is not just the savior of the Jews. He's not just the savior of the Gentiles. He's not just the savior of a certain people group. This is the only place in all of scripture where the response from the town is this is the savior of the world. There's something about being on the outside as these Samaritan people were. There's something about being seen as being too far away that when you realize that God's love still reaches you, you realize God's love can reach anyone. That your description of who God can save becomes much vaster when you realize how far away we were from God's love. We've been talking about Hosea, and he was told by God to go and marry a woman who had a promiscuous life, who was a prostitute. And if you were to read Hosea's life in chapter 1, he's told to go and marry this woman. They have kids. But in, in chapter 3, God comes back to Hosea, and he says, Hosea, I want you to go show your love to your wife again. Hosea goes, and his wife is no longer with him. She's returned back to being an adulteress, to being in love with other men. And he goes back and he says, I love you, wife. And if you won't return, this is what Hosea does. If you won't return back to me, I am willing to pay you as other people do. I will pay for you to know my love. And as ridiculous as it sounds for a husband to pay his wife to return home to us, it's important for us to realize that's what Jesus Christ has done for us. He has come to show his love for us. And he says, even if you choose not to come to me, I will still pay the cost for you. I will die on the cross even when you don't recognize yet the love I've given to you. I will pay the cost anyway. You know, what I find very interesting is that many times what keeps us from receiving the love of Jesus is a reminder of all of our sin. I want to encourage you and remind you tonight that Jesus Christ has come and he has paid the price for that sin because his ultimate goal is not a person who makes all the right choices. His ultimate goal is not a person who makes all the right decisions. His ultimate goal, his love, his priority is you. Your mess, your stumbling, your good parts, your bad parts, his main priority, his goal, his prize is you. The Bible says that when one person repents, the heavens 
rejoice. It reminds me of when we, my wife, not we, my wife gave birth to my first child. Good for me to specify that. When my daughter was born, and this has happened with all three of my kids, but the first time when I experienced it, I remember realizing after all of the pain and all the trials, when she arrived and she was crying and we held her in our hands before we could argue with her about cleaning her room, before we could argue about her about making good choices, before we could argue with her about what it means to eat good food, whatever it was that we work with and figure out what it means to live a good life, before she could do anything, all she could do was cry. We rejoiced in her arrival. We held her in our hands with tears in our eyes, and we rejoiced because the one who we loved had arrived. I want you to hear that this walk with Christ is not all about our decisions and those things that keep us from coming forward because we know of our sin, his prize, his delight, his gain, his rejoicing is you. Before you even knew of his love, he died for you. Before you could even make a mistake, he saw you worthy of dying for Before you even knew what love was to comprehend, he had already paid the price for you. And the moment and the invitation that he gives to us when we hear this good news of his death and resurrection is not our perfection or even our brokenness. The the, the prize and the desire is that we will return to the one who loves us. Can you fathom that you are worthy enough That by simply repenting and arriving, just arriving in the delivery room of repentance in life, just arriving, the heavens rejoice over you. Do you know that you're so valuable enough that there's nothing that you can do to add to God's value and love for you? That you by just simply arriving and saying, Lord, here I am turning from my sin, and I'm turning to your love. The heavens rejoice. The woman came to the well that day thinking that she needed to fill it with water, hiding from her shame. She left that day with no shame because she encountered love. And the bucket that she brought, that she thought she needed filled, she left there with God because God filled her deepest need. I don't know what bucket you brought this weekend, but the Lord is filling and refreshing the life of your soul by reminding you of his love and asking you to place your trust not and your works, but in the work that he paid on the cross to die for you. Lord Jesus, as you met the woman at the well in her shame, and you conveyed and spoke your love, would you do that with us tonight? Will we move from just seeing you as a man move from just seeing you as a prophet, but we would move to a place of seeing you as Messiah who knows all of our mess already and yet still has shown your love for us by paying for those who you love. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your love. 
And I ask that tonight that nothing would hold us back from trusting and receiving that love and experiencing the joy of the rejoicing of heaven and knowing that we are enough. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Live After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.